you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. It'll be a first down at the 12 for the Raiders, the 11th play of the drive. They've run five times and passed for four occasions. And here is Jacobs back in the game, and Jacobs is going to score. Touchdown, Oakland. David. Football. Football, David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Cheerio. Hi and hello, football fans, and welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program, presented as always by Zaxby's, home of the famous chicken fingers, wings, and salads. Go get you some, put them in your belly all over the southeast, up in Ohio, Utah, hopefully soon here in Southern California. In the meantime, we have another exciting week. I'm not going to jive you. It was a devastating <laughs> week five for me as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. But you know what? Seated to my immediate left, the other side of pro football action and the uh, and the enthusiasm that can it bring. It is the older brother of the starting quarterback of the Oakland Raiders. Our old pal, it's been far too long here in yes. Studio 66. Also, a guy who gets a lot of heat for his opinions in 2019. Really You've had a lot of hot takes, fella. I just, you know. Just taken. It's That's David all. Carr. What's the poop, fella? Hey, How you doing? Muzzle tough. Muzzle tough. How'd your brother like London? He loved it. Did he? You talked yeah. to him over there? Uh, I did. It was kind of weird because I would be going to sleep as he's waking up. So like the time thing was kind of weird. But he was uh, he was definitely happy he didn't have to get beat into a pulp because every quarterback that has faced the Bears this year has gotten hit minimum 15 times and so that was that let's was, talk about that there are a lot of things to talk about i want to get yeah. to the patriots and whether or not i mean they certainly have to get to the halfway point in the season undefeated and is oh, it or so. is it realistic we'll talk about that we'll talk about uh second we'll, we'll talk about backup qbs third string qbs bad losses great mm-hmm. victories and all that but i want to talk about um as uh, i love to do with you the the human element of this so Derek and the raiders they trade away khalil mack and 
they turn or John Gruden, I guess, sort of becomes the face of what quickly becomes a punchline organization in the NFL. Quickly. You know, for yeah. real, 13 months ago, everybody yes. was laughing at John Gruden. He's he's done. Now he's three and two. Locker room included. Like, there were guys in the locker room who were saying, what? Why Why would we trade him? Did Derek say that? I'm sure he did. He was his best friend. He doesn't want to lose Khalil <laughs> Mack. Sure he play did. against him. Wait, you're fielding calls from a guy who's in the U.K. <laughs> just as you go to bed and he's waking up. But but Khalil Mack didn't come up in oh, your conversation. No, stop. <laughs> <laughs> you already know how those went. All right. So fine. So the trade was made. And yeah. now on the other side, you just hear Josh Jacobs getting into the end zone. I can't remember if one of those picks that you, that the Raiders got ended up being spent on Josh Jacobs, but okay, yeah. early say, returns yeah. there, good. Did, yeah. yeah, it looks good, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. So I mean, that's what <clears throat> that really their goal as they went over to London and in, in talking with little brother before the trip was Khalil Mack can't make an impact on this game at all, and I don't care if we have to run the ball fifty times, it's just not going to happen. We might lose it, they might go out there and score more, <clears throat> but we just can't be in that situation. So that that was handled. They did a great job. They went out there with three tight ends. And they schemed it up to where even when they threw the football, Khalil was getting chipped. Darren Waller would hit him. A wide receiver would hit him. A running back would hit him. And he was just, it was frustrating. I mean, I mean, Khalil's a fantastic player and he was treated with the respect that he is due because the whole game plan circled around him not being a factor. And then they ran the ball really well. And then when they did play action pass, which is fantastic, no pressure. There was no one around him. So even the checkdowns were going for 10, 15 yards a pop. Why do we continue to see teams ignoring play action? It's crazy I don't understand. You and I have been singing its virtues for at least it's two or three years now. It's a glorious way to run offense. Why people haven't picked up on the Handsome Dave's offensive philosophy yet, I don't know. I'm glad that it's reached Derek. Um, so that, I love that. So they were so, – so really – on some level, I know they're two and two and going out there and pro football teams at this point in the season, unless you're over, probably are uh, sort of fancying. Here's how we could still get to the postseason at two and two. You have bigger fish to fry than than not letting Khalil Mack embarrass you and remind everybody that you gave him away. But on some level, that kind of transcends the importance of the game. It's like we yeah. can't get embarrassed as an organization by this guy. Well, the nice thing about it was like you're killing two birds with one stone. You If you make Make it to where Khalil Mack doesn't wreck your football game. You just might win the game. And that was kind of mm. going into it. Like, he's the best player on their team. Let's eliminate him. Oh, by the way, it's going to make our trading him away look not so bad if he doesn't have any sacks. And we have four or five, which they did, which was kind of a nice little contrast there. And then, and then by the way of doing that, you ended up getting a, a physical, aggressive nature. Your offensive line played fantastic. Oh, by the way, they're going to get Gabe Jackson back, mm -hmm. you know, in two weeks. So, I mean, that was all good. I mean, it couldn't have gone better for them. Well, reverse engineering for the rest of the league. So they try to take Khalil Mack away. Is this, in fact, a, some template that other teams can follow well, I, in how to stop the Bears? Because I'll tell you, these teams, the, the kryptonite of defense dominant teams has always been that you can if you can get to January with the dominant defense, you can you can uh, win out. Yeah. But you're going to, along the way, have some weird stumbles because by the nature of the way you're playing, everything's going to be nip and tuck. Yes. You're going to play a lot of one-score games and yep. some fluke results can happen. Right. I'm not saying this is a fluke no, but it, necessarily. It's exactly how you've seen it in the past with defensive-oriented football teams that don't have a great explosive offense, and they play to that defensive strength. So when you go out there and you feel like your defense is going to shut them down and play really well and your offensive game plan is kind of geared towards that, then when you do have a team that goes out and jumps up on you and scores a lot of points and you're kind of pressing on the offensive side, oh, our great defense is getting scored on, what do we do? 
you kind of panic and you throw some bad balls and that's what happens. So, I mean, but that's going to happen. You're going to play some nice weather at the beginning and this isn't going to really make sense what you're doing, but come around Christmas time, the Chicago Bears playing great defense is going to be a good thing. So don't, you know, don't be too stressed. If you're I hear you. Although I do wonder for a guy who's supposed to be an offensive wizard, are we now seeing yet another guy fall prey to being overhyped? Matt Nagy, yeah. is he, uh, where, where do you come down on him now? As an offensive guru, I think Matt Nagy. I think we. I think we gave Mitchell Trubisky too much grief because they really utilized him and his legs and his mobility in the offense. And and so when you go from from kind of gearing your entire offensive system to that guy, and then you kind of jump into oh well now Chase is going to be more of a drop back guy. I'm not really a drop back pass guy type schemer. I mean, there's that's hard for Matt. I mean, as great as he is as as Colin plays. I mean, if you've had a guy that's mobile and can move, and you utilize him in that offense for so long, and then you go into where you're just kind of in drop back pass mode and you're just kind of running normal run plays, you're going to be just a normal. I, well, I do agree with that. Although it does, like I say, the, the bigger question is with the pieces they have, they should be a capable offensive team, but I do agree with you. That Trubisky, if they don't run yeah. that guy around, he's a moose. Yeah. When he gets out of the pocket, yeah, he's, he's great. I mean, the he's fast there, and big and they can utilize play action and move him out of the pocket. And then he makes a ton of plays with his legs. And I mean, I'm just happy Tariq Cohen didn't touch the ball as much as he did because that guy's dynamic. So there are some things things that Matt Nagy, I guarantee on his flight back, would have said, oh, man, we should have done this a little bit more, taking advantage here. And they didn't, but that's fine. They lose the game. They'll figure so it out. The, so now the Raiders, your Raiders, mm. three and two. How come you didn't get the invite to go to the U.K., by the way? We tried to make that work. We were going to go do a whole interview with uh, Khalil Mack and Derek and kind of just, you know, bury the hatchet a little bit. And we're going to do it would right there. It would have been there. nice. It would have been nice. We, didn't, we, we, couldn't, we couldn't make it all work, but they were both in for it. So that, was, that would have been Khalil fun. was like, Derek who? Yeah, well, he didn't. He Khalil was a little upset after the game, as you can understand. And they got in late. They, that's the other thing. I don't know why Chicago. I don't know why you would fly across the UK two days before the game. I mean, you're going to be completely exhausted. I mean, Brady Quinn does stuff on NFL Network as far as the radio goes, and I talked to him about it. He said the worst he'd ever felt going into a game was when they flew over on a Friday. And then he's like, game time, we had no energy. So you could see that in Chicago was that. Well, players bellyache about stuff like Thursday night football. So if there ever is a team put in London, that's going to be a hurdle. I don't think that the league will ultimately stop down because of those player concerns but right. that is something that would be a it's a very real thing yeah because you could see it with the in the first quarter and and strategically the Raiders knew that that was going to happen which was really cool talking to Derek about it is John Gruden knew that the Bears were coming over late and they went no huddle in the first quarter hmm. to try and kind of speed that whole process of being exhausted up and it, it was it was beneficial that's lucid that's yeah. what i'm talking about i put john gruden on the wrong side of the ledger i keep <laughs> saying in 2019 it's a coaches league yeah and the the coaches that are nimble and able to adjust based on week to week kind of yeah. things and like oh, hey what's the no other huddle. team's weakness well then that's what we're gonna go I after it. it doesn't make a difference what our philosophy is it's what their weakness is and that's what we're gonna it was attack. good to see it was definitely good to see when i heard that i was like, okay john that's what you're supposed to do. That's right. Of that. It's yeah. enough of this. Tired? No little. Who cares? Enough so. of this knock on wood jive. Yeah, that no. has no, 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 like, impose your will has no yeah. meaning in 2019. No, it does, it does not. It, it has never really, I would argue, had any meaning. I mean, the coaches that get up and impose your will and bark about the, you know, the emotional, it doesn't work. It doesn't work for me. And you got the offensive lineman in the back of the room making fun of you anyway. Like, literally, that's what happens. Doesn't, so, so I mean, I've, I've, I've been going on and on about this, and, uh, and some of the diehard DDFP listeners have dropped me a line to say, please stop talking about the coaches league thing but it is it's absolutely right it is true that this nonsense about like hey 
Doesn't make a difference what the other teams do. And the only team that can defeat us is this team. It's all, we must do what we do best. Like, what? No. I, there was an era where that worked, though. There was we, we run and we don't care who we're playing. Yeah. No, now was. the teams that are successful well, do now, what the, uh, they attack, what they see is going to be, is going to allow them to score the most points and stop yeah. the other team from scoring the most points against them. Absolutely right. And there's like a, there, there's a, there's obviously a strategy to it, but I think that the, the, the biggest thing is there's so much parity now. Everyone has the same players. I mean, except for maybe five or six, just all world, any era you put them in, they're going to be the best player. Everyone's the same. So it's the, it's a chess game, right? You have to, you have to be a better chess player than your opponent. And that's, goes to the head coach and the play caller and who's making the decisions of where to put these guys. So I'm a huge, huge coach fan. I see. I'm with you. And so last question, three and two, do you now see in in an AFC, we talked about it all last week, outside of the Patriots and Chiefs and the Chiefs now have uh, have dropped one. And I mean, I don't know. I don't want to make I never I always say to people on the DDFP and beyond, I always remind you football season like life itself is long i know you think it's short and you can be a prisoner of the moment and now the colts are the best team in the in the afc if you watched uh sunday night football and watched the way they dominated so don't overreact to every game that happens the cowboys are still good they're not a bad team because they lost at new orleans and then lost to a packers team that is that's playing well coming in who were well rested after thursday night football two weeks ago but that being said, let's play Devil's Damashek. Mm-hmm. What about th- what about those Chiefs? Did they get exposed a little bit that you can grind them? Well, I think that we've seen over the last couple of weeks with here's how you got to play the Chiefs. You have to play them. And the Raiders thought that this was the correct way several weeks ago until they got 28 thrown on them in the second quarter and ended up losing that game. They were up 10 nothing. So you play them man to co- man coverage, tight man to man coverage, and you don't. You don't buy into the smoke and mirrors and the motions and everything. You just lock on your guy and you run with them. And if you can make plays there or you can make Pat miss a couple of throws, which he missed five or six in a row in this game the other night, then you have a chance. But if you just play zone, you kind of sit back there and you let Andy Reid do his thing and he's going to dice you up. There's going to be guys running wide open all over the place. But I like what Detroit did. They just didn't have the personnel to do it. And I don't even know if the Indianapolis Colts had the personnel to do it, but they did a good job of, of kind of holding them down. And Pat was hurt. So he was I guess the, that's the asterisk. He was is hurt. That he yeah. had the and bum he had some ankle. Injuries. Yeah, he had the bum ankle. But he's still able to move around a little bit before that, and he still missed some throws. But then on the opposite side, you have to have a team that can control the clock. I mean, at one point in the second half, I'm looking at the, the time of possession. It was Colts 1730 and Kansas City, three minutes. So, I mean, that's that's really, when you talk about it, you talk to Bill Belichick, Tom Coughlin, when you'd play teams, when we used to play the Patriots, it was keep them off the field. If they're not on the field, they can't score. So you have to have Quentin Nelson. You have to have guys that you can run the football and do that with. And, and that's where you start to look for uh, the teams that can do that kind of thing against a high-powered offense. If you don't have that, if you're going to go in there and just kind of, oh, you feel like the Rams, you think you're going to go just keep up with those. It's not going to happen. You're not going to do it. You have to change the complete strategy of the game and pound the football, a la what the Raiders did to the Bears. I mean, you can't go out there and think that if, if you throw the ball 30 times in a drop-back scenario, Khalil Mack will have five sacks. He will ruin your game. You have to play it a little bit different, and if you look at the teams that can do that, then they'll be there at the end. Again, the asterisk is that Mahomes wasn't 100%. No, he wasn't. But I, I, I do. And now, see, I'm all over the place because I did, you know, watching Bill Cowher, Steelers teams. I did like 
that feeling of like, ah, we're playing Phil Rivers, high-powered uh, Chargers team yeah. in San Diego, and all of Football America is watching us on the big stage here. And in the fourth quarter, the Steelers would have a one-score lead, and they would just grind it out with it's, 36. Yeah. And it was it was very satisfying. Very the three, satisfying. The it's three the yards in a cloud of dust yeah. kind of thing. Well, I think it's the most satisfying brand of football. It's kind of disappeared, and teams aren't really – kind of geared towards doing that but you look at what the Colts have done what the Raiders did actually what the Raiders did to the Colts I don't think it's disappeared at all I, I love that it's still the Patriots there. did it all through it's December and January the Super Bowl doing that so it's still the way to do it and I, I think it's the most satisfying especially as a quarterback I mean Derek's comment this morning when I was talking to him coming in here he's like dude I was literally just calling the the appropriate run like it, there wasn't even a pass option I would get up to the line with like three different run plays I'd find the best one call it and we'd get five or six yards like, that's how you end football games. If you can do that, you have the personnel to do that. I mean, all, all for it. How much, uh, not to get too micro about it, but but to the point that we're, I think we're both making about playing to your strengths and attacking the other team's weaknesses and all that kind of stuff. If you have the right side of that Colts line, what team is rightly capable of stopping that? Right, I don't think there, there is one. I mean, you're going you to have to sell out to you stop have to sell it, out. right? Schematically, you have to sell out and say, okay, we're just not going to let you run it. We're going to have an extra guy down there. So once all our gaps are fulfilled, and even though they're blocking us in those areas, they got we got an extra guy coming in to make the play. And then that opens up to the one-on-ones on the outside, and then you throw it when you have to, and you play action, and then you can make your play. So I, I, that's the only way to do it. If you're if you don't have the guys physically, then you have to go schematically and, and try and add an extra body. Two more things about the the Raiders, and I guess more broadly, um, what. Um with uh, with Derek, um, first of all, did I, I'm curious as a side note before I ask you mm-hmm. a serious question is, did Derek, because this was a serious matter to me. I don't know if you saw what our mutual pal, handsome Hank Hodgson, you know, he's a he's a yeah. vice president at yeah. the NFL. I know he has o- he has oversight on how mannequins and stuff are set up. Over I would there. think that, that he probably you okayed, saw what happened. He probably had, okayed the first setup. Right, he had Khalil Mack running for a touchdown, which with, is with pigskin tucked under his arm, and Derek yeah. Carr diving in vain to try and catch him. Like that, either, did that did that hurt your feelings? Yeah, well, personally? I mean, it says two things that I mean, either the UK is so confused about Derek doesn't play safety and Khalil doesn't play tight end, mm. or. They're saying that Khalil Mack's going to strip the ball out of Derek's hands. He's going to rip it away and run away for a touchdown. Derek's going to be crawling at his shoelaces. Try either one of those is not fair and balanced, I would argue. That's not 50-50 because you're not telling the whole story. Well, I mean, Handsome dropped me a line to say he and Derek did catch up on Saturday. Oh, good. Derek didn't mention that? I mean, Derek didn't say anything about it. He said everything was cool between the two of them. Well, I, I want to okay. let Derek know no, I did. I play did a game actually. of actual telephone and let him know that the guy who he was glad handing with, with the English accent yes. and the powerful left arm rare for an Englishman right. like handsome has was in fact the enemy. Now that I think about it, I, I definitely sent Derek either direct message or I screenshotted your, your tweet. Yeah. Writing the wrong. I didn't want to. Well, because I didn't want, So I think that he knew that if Hank approached him, he would at least know what was happening. Well, it was a warning. Cause I, I was, I said to handsome, you know, I hope Derek and the rest of the car family doesn't find out about this. So I sent the tweet awesome. saying, yeah. look at this picture, handsome. This would be terrible if, if Derek saw this, you know, as it hurt his feelings. Yeah, exactly. And, and I, I think he did, but it's all good. It's because it was fixed. And that's what, I mean, to Hank's credit, he changed it. Some guys, you know, they always say, you, you know, whatever, whatever you go, if what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. That's not true for everybody. Like me, I crumble if yeah. you challenge me. But Derek showed that he's got some real metal. 
You know, he does have real metal, and I don't know that I do because I reacted out of emotion, and I sent it right, right to Darren, and I said we need to make sure that this is publicly known. This is not correct, and and I'm glad that you actually made it public because well, it made it forced Hank's hand. That's what. Well, that's what I'm here for. I try to hand. make the world but a better place. It would just be what is happening in the UK. My thing. I'm a man of peace. You know that. Yeah. You, you know did, you that's why I was up. trying to forge. You did forge it, and I it's good. credit to you. Good. So. Then problem solved. Yeah. Now there is still some discord because a guy who for a few months wore a silver black 84 jersey is now he wants money from various pro football teams one of whom is the Raiders legitimately have you talked to Derek about what would this team be if it still had that guy on it well I mean yes yes we have discussed because think about that yeah the, the way Tyrell Williams has played yeah and and really Tyrell I, I mean he, he's done a great job and yeah, they, he has but I mean can you just imagine if there was another guy over there with the ability that Antonio has I mean and we've we've actually gone down that road and said well, I mean, we would able, we, they would have been able to keep up with the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, there's a lot of ifs, you know, but, you know, it's it's unfortunate because Derek, like I've said before, would have loved to have played with Antonio Brown. Can you imagine? Absolutely I mean, for real. Like, it, yeah. it does, the hypothetical uh, came up, and Cole Wright actually asked me the other day. He just sent me a, a message. He was doing a show over here, and he's like, how many touchdowns would Antonio Brown have by now? I'm like, I don't know, five or six? I mean, that's a huge difference in you think of some, some of those games. And, and 14 or 15 isn't out of the realm of imagination as far as what he would do throughout the course of a year. Could you use 14 or 15 more touchdowns? I would think so. I mean, it's an interesting question. Who's now Cole uh, yeah, Cole Wright. Cole, Cole Wright. Yeah, he's a he's a, not familiar. Derek's Derek likes Cole. He gave him a shout out on the network when I sat down with him in training camp. Is that right? He's right when he sat down. I was about to do an interview, and he said, "You know, I just want to give a shout out to Cole Wright." And I'm like, "I don't know where that came from." I don't Weird. Know, I don't know if Cole like sent him a message and was like, "Hey, give me a little shout out. I need some love." But I don't know. I'm more I'm more Darren and your mom's flavor, which is not, I'm not saying oh, any of that. That's no, not to cross a line. I I interact with them. They little, shout out to weird, me. But yeah, no, Darren enjoys you. I think it's the beard. <laughs> I think it's definitely the beard. Somebody asked who would win in a fight between you and Derek. Yeah. Darren is the correct answer, right? He'd he'd beat both of you at the same time. He I, would just take you and bonk your heads together. That right? is the that is the overwhelming um yeah, most people believe that that to be true, but I I would argue that I would argue that point. I've wrestled Darren many a times. And there was a, there was a moment uh, when Derek was younger that I bet I told Derek we were playing Madden mm-hmm. against Darren. I said, "Hey, just slap Darren in the back of the head as hard as you can and run. I got your back, buddy." And Derek, to his credit, he did it. He hit Darren, and Darren was about 330 pounds at the time playing credit. defensive line. And he ran out of the room, and I was hot on his heels. I had to tackle Darren, and we went into the wall. And, you know, our, our, you know, our, our, our house, our track home was fantastic. I loved it. Thanks, Dad. But the walls gave a little bit. And so, like, we were going back and forth. And Mom came down the hallway with a spoon, and she's hitting us like we're trying to break up two pit bulls. And it was, it was great. It was good fun. But Derek did it. He slapped him. The legend of the Carr family would be even greater if you would have literally broken through walls. Right? Can you imagine if I yeah. was just Ended up in my father's bedroom, like through the wall. And, and hey, Kool Aid, you know? Hey, Car Aid. Coming through. Yeah, yeah, that would make the story better. I'm going to do that next time. Next time, next yeah, time add I the wall break. Yeah, we no went right through the wall. This. Yeah, when you're on fancy TV with Cole Wright, tell that story. Right. But this one ends with you guys right, going right. through the wall Much together. Much better. All right, let's talk about another game. Okay. I mean, I've been, I, you know, I know people, I hear you. If you are Browns or Jets or Lions or Vikings or whatever fan of a team that you feel like or a Bungles fan, or I don't even know what team at this point. There are a lot of teams that have suffered for a long time. Yeah. And I get it that the Steelers fans have not suffered as much. But also, I'll remind you of the old cliche about the bigger you are and uh, and how the fall hurts more and all that kind of stuff. I 
my expectation is different than yours. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not, you know, listen, I'm not a Jets fan. A playoff spot is not yeah. enough for me. I no. expect pursuit of the Lombardi perennially, you see. Rightfully and so. so now, so I've been put through the ringer ever since that Jag. No, since, well, it goes back way further than this at this point. <laughs> From ring. Jesse James, think about the pain I've suffered. Okay. I'm the victim, uh-huh. you know? Ben Roethlisberger has a cast, and he gets to go sit on a fancy couch. I'm the victim. Yeah, he gets paid a lot still, too. Jesse James, from that point forward, then the embarrassment in the divisional round against the Jaguars. Housed by Blake Bortles. Think about that. How do, that's more embarrassing on some level than it was even in the moment when you think about it. Blake Bortles put... I don't know how much Blake had to do with that, but that's fine. That's fine. I don't listen. He didn't play defense, but that's fine. Okay. That happens. Then last year, the embarrassment of that uh, and the the pain, the raw pain I suffered watching them lose to the Broncos. And with all due respect to the bum Raiders. Here it comes. Then the Saints, the heartbreaker in New Orleans where no one could win a game. And then they should have won, but a bad call. And now let's jump now to Roethlisberger out for the year and the whole mess with uh, the aforementioned 84. And a chance to salvage something in a mediocre to crummy division, nay, an entire conference, save the Patriots and the Chiefs. And I'm interested in your thoughts about that, uh, about who else is even relevant in the conference at this point. Again, all due respect. That's to, fine. To uh, Eric's I, I team. understand. It's been a common theme the last month. No one the cares. Steelers win on Sunday and they get to two and three in that division. They have, you know, they still have a chance. And I guess in a crummy division, they may theoretically still have a chance. Um, I don't have a question. I just wanted to. They still have a I chance. I just wanted to get that off my chest. Still have a I have nothing to but say, I mean, really. Uh, in, in, re- in reality, I mean, how long is that whole time span? That the entire time span you just laid out was like maybe twelve months. Is it not even more like even, yeah, yeah, something not even like that? Eight, months. 18, eight, 20 months. Yeah. Okay, eighteen to twenty months. I've suffered a lifetime's worth of pain. The Browns fans, are there any Browns fans? I mean, how long have you suffered and still suffering? Maybe they play tonight play well but again but that's uh, that's our expectation listen i also happen to be my goodness as somebody who was born and raised on the banks of the three rivers i'm all in that means that i also root for the baseball team there. Uh, so i know I don't see. tell okay, me i understand that's expectation fair. you didn't mention that at the beginning yeah but that's the same thing okay. you see yeah I understand. I understand expectation i have different expectation that's level for the football team than i do the baseball team you really should and i've been suffering quite a bit so what i can't take on top of injuries and whatever are bad calls. Where do you come down on that, uh, on that roughing the passer call? I, I think was that, that the worst one you've ever seen. I, I saw three yesterday that were terrible. The roughing the passer calls to me are, I just get, you're a QB. I get visibly sick on my couch watching these games, thinking about all the roughing the passer calls that I possibly could have gained three or 4,000 yards extra in my career is not, I don't think that's overstating that. I think that that's still out there. I don't know how I don't know I don't it's just so frustrating. Yeah, so it's one of the worst things I've ever seen because now you can't you can't touch the quarterback in the head, you can't hit him low, you can't hit him high. What do you do? And then and then the Raiders even had one where he went to tackle, perfect form tackle around the waist and he's going down, he puts his hands out and oh by the way, he maybe he put 100 of his 330 pounds on the left side of the Bears quarterback. And oh, no, oh, roughing the passer, interception returned. Well, well, but of course, everybody points I mean, out. You watch Mason Rudolph earlier in that same game in in Heinz Field. You watch Earl Thomas. I'm not suggesting on any level that he intended to no. to jaw the guy, but the fact of the matter is, the helmet hits Mason Rudolph, and he's out cold. And 
that was that's top three or bottom three or whatever for worst scenes I've seen in a game where I thought, oh, I would say that was the worst thing I've ever seen. I mean, he the way he was laying there and, then and they everything made was, him and they carried him off and he still had the helmet on. Well, with the and the mask. other thing is the that other thing is Ryan Shazier walking right next to him while I was. Oh, that was. Well, the, did they have to? That was a did, stark did they image have to, to look at. Did they have to put the camera on Ryan Shazier the entire time. I, I mean, that was a little bit. That know. was I wasn't really feeling that, that was rough and barely drew the flag until they you know had the time to look at it and say, why is number two? prone on the field and then yeah. that that led them to the 15 yard um personal foul but then yeah. later lamar jackson and it's it, it's a weird thing because like you say i mean it's the solution let's just, just jump to the end of this is it as simple as that they have to make it reviewable yeah that would be fine i would be okay with that um i just don't i don't i don't yeah i don't know what i don't know what he's supposed to do i mean that was literally a perfect tackle i don't know what else, what are they supposed to do because how do you hit the quarterback's Maybe maybe you do that. Maybe you go to where it's reviewable, and you're like, you know what that that wasn't it. That wasn't it. And like even the ones that even brushed the quarterback's face, like it's not forcible contact. It was a it was a hand to the helmet. I mean, what are we doing? They did that to Dak Prescott yesterday. I did a little hand to the helmet, and he's, and he's running, what scrambling. Is- so yeah, I mean, maybe that's maybe that's what you do. You make it reviewable. I mean, the reviewable thing is it opens a can of worms too, because like the pass interference stuff too now. Pass interference is not, they're not, they're not overturning these calls. They you need tell a to, coach that, hey, this I is pass interference. Agree. This is what pass interference is. And you say, well, that was pass interference that I just saw. And you throw the flag out there. And then they're like, no, nope, you know what? That wasn't pass interference because it's got to be a little bit stronger than that. What are you telling those guys? Here's how you, this is a legitimate um, thought from me on this. I, first of all, think you have to go back in time and you have to allow more hand checking or whatever you want to call it. The, I'm fine with that. The back and forth. And yes, it will depress scoring a little bit. And Doug Press got through for 460 yards yesterday and no one even cares. But the but this thing of like the thing it. of the thing of any play where you where uh, you know that's that's on the outside uh, the hashes you're always going to have a back and forth between the receiver and the DB yes. pushing back and forth so you could theoretically you could challenge every one of those because and you it, would never yes. be wrong on it. I heard uh, Dean Blandino say, well, it didn't you know, necessarily impede his progress down. The- I mean, if you put your hand out and have to forcibly push someone away, that impedes me running faster than I can. I mean, running as fast as I can down the field. So everything, like you said, every contact is, is definitely an opportunity to throw past. Here's how here's legitimately. Here's how you make up a little bit for the scoring deficit that that will create. But I think you got to do it because it's going to get worse. It's not going to get better. It's going to, it's going to create wonky results that are, that, that overwhelm the quality of the game. And I got to say, nobody in the last 40 years has devoted more of his life that to watching other human beings do an activity than I have watching people play football okay. in college in the NFL. I so, mean, I've really so, devoted well, I'm here for to the then. detriment to the detriment of my personal relationships. Right. Um, and to the well-being of my own children. I have yeah. watched a lot of football and I got to say it, it is unsatisfying that we have now it's an in spaghetti behind the glass. You, you know about this. You grew up with this. I grew. I, I do not have visceral recall about being like 12 years old watching games and feeling like my team scored a touchdown. Like your yes. your enthusiasm 
as a fan is tempered by like, are there flags? That's bad. It's a weird that your thought is always like, that was a great play, but I can't be excited. I can't react. It's a weird, it's not the most important thing, but as a fan, like that you have to, that you think like, wait, 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 did the, did the play by play guy miss a flag? And sometimes, you know what he doesn't know. And like the little graphic thing has flown up it's yellow in the bottom. Like, Hey dummy. And then you get mad at the, you get mad at the play by play guy. Stop talking about what a great play it was because there's a flag on the field and then we got to wait and see if it counts and then very often and i like them letting the plays go in theory i do like that don't blow it dead let it go but then it creates for wonky behavior um Connor or uh, pointed this out from Sports Illustrated. A good thought on that. The problem with with letting it go is some guys are going full speed and other yes. guys are going two thirds. And that's going to cause some Issues. injuries and stuff. Yes. Uh, probably you almost have to start coaching it now. You're like, OK, is the is the ball on the ground? You got we got to go full speed. We got to tackle guys like and so. I mean, what if the other coach doesn't coach that? You're going to have a train wreck out of that. But right, Spaghetti, is that I mean, your life has been spent where you can't fully celebrate any touchdown or any result yeah, from a given play. You, you just wait for the, like you said, the yellow graphic to pop up, or if it's like a pass play, you know, a third, a big third down, and like the defender, you know, there's some contact there, defends the pass. You're like, uh, and then you, go, uh, worse is listening to on the radio. I was listening to the Giants-Vikings uh, game on the radio. Uh-oh, that yeah. Is, the touchdown! Yeah. My <laughs> team! Let's celebrate! Uh-oh. And especially when the flag down. Because you hear the crowd yeah. noise first, and then the announcer will say, like, Bob Papa will come in second after the Giants fans are going crazy, and then it's uh, and then it's like, oh, no. On the, oh, there's a flag in the backfield. It's holding. It's coming back. I mean... The problem is, too, is like everyone's speaking out against it. And I don't want to get too critical of the NFL here, but it's like, I don't know if this will change anytime soon. Yeah. It's not even though there's so much noise. Here are are two things. First of all, a a, a smaller thing that would help, that would boost scoring a little bit um, is I don't know why holding is a 10 yard penalty. Oh, my goodness. For 15 years, I've bellyached on this issue. It's like you're on my couch yesterday. Why is it a fit? It's weird, if only because it's the only penalty that is 10 yards. Why do they have a 10-yard penalty? Holding, again, people always say, and I talk to some offensive linemen guys like uh, Jeff Schwartz and Ross Tucker and Mm -hmm. Sean O'Hara and those guys, and they'll say that's not exactly right that you could call holding on every play. They push back on that, yeah. but you, I mean, you kind I mean, of, you kind of could play that game if you yeah. wanted to. And it just, I don't know if it's a drive ruiner at this point, because it's it, it, like, it seems as though as soon as you're, you're second and 20, those teams that, that the next play is to throw it in the middle of the field and let your tight end run yeah. up. And very often you wind up third and four anyway with that. Right. But, but anyhow, I'm if you made you. it a five yard penalty, it wouldn't feel so grievous uh, I, I a flag to see. Yeah. It's just terrible because you'll have a nice run and the holding will be like backside, not even a part of the play. Or even like I even said, like you can even make it a spot foul because even like if there's a, a pass play and the offensive line is engaged and he's holding it five yards, like, okay, I get it. Okay. That's where he was holding. Right. But, to move them back another 10, and then now it's first and 20. You're not going to get first and 20s. You're not going to get second and 20s. It's just in the NFL, it's a drive killer to me personally. I don't like it. I, I, I mean, but also the other thing is, too, is that, uh, you know, we started talking about that here on this show at least nine or 10 years ago. Um, and a lot of people. Wow, we need to make some change. I mean, that's been a long time you've had this conversation. What do you want to do? Oh, I, mean, I, I, I was going to say, like, change the show. No, like, I mean, it's yeah, just, I mean, I agree. Institute some. The hey, Dave Damashek show yards. now hosted by David Carr. It's much better now. No, you know, that change just it should be fixed by the now. DC. You guys have been talking FP. about this for a decade. I mean, well, listen, here's the answer. And they're, they've they've gotten closer to this at least but 
the human error continues to be a problem. The idea that, um, well, you need to have a nerve center removed from the emotion and beyond and the coach in your ear and so on on the field and move it off to a nerve center in New York City or the NHL was ahead of this um, and they had, you know, up in Toronto or wherever. There continues to be misread, uh, subjective misreads, as far as I can tell. And a lot of Ravens fans on Sunday after the game said, how can you complain about the Lamar Jackson roughing the passer thing? There were bad calls against the Ravens, too. Yeah, but those were more like 60, 40. I'll even give you 70, 30. I'm not, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I'm a homer, whatever. Yeah, a big homer. Yeah, I always I, I always pick the Steelers to win every game. That's that's what I think. No. I said in the moment that Devin Bush's interception wasn't really an interception. He lost control as he goes to the ball and the and the right. point of it hit the ground. They shouldn't have they shouldn't have done that. Deontay Johnson's catch off of the right arm of the third stringer Devlin Hodges right. shouldn't have been a catch. They gave those to him. Yeah. But those are arguable, but I think they misread them. I think yeah. Al Riveron or whoever is assessing that play in New York City got it wrong right but those are more 60 40 this the, the lamar jackson was was jackson one was egregious i mean that it's was like well, what terrible. it's terrible and it's unreviewable that's bad but why they can't and i know the answer to this i'm saying this rhetorically but why they can't let that call be made into the referee's ear as opposed to this nonsense of like, let's stop the game. Yes. And we got to do a review and we got to have a conversation. It could be as fast as like, hey, ref on the field. That wasn't a, that was, that was, no, that wasn't right. a, that wasn't PI. They right. just keep going like that. Why can't that happen? Because my, my read on it is, well, not actually, not, I'm not, not guessing. You can't I've, see enough. I've talked with people about yeah, that. Well, no, the answer that they don't want to have uh, the referees have no control. On the field. I mean, you're just really talking about pass interference and then roughing the passer. I mean, that's really... I know, but they feel like that the, that the referees must be in control of the game on some level. Because that would solve the issue of the coaches saying, that's pass interference, throwing the flag and saying, you're right, but it's not egregious enough to overturn the call on the field. That would that would solve that issue instantly. Because People, they, it's... Jason Garrett, like, spiking the flag is because... That's why, because you guys messed it up. And I don't people don't like it. change. That's what it comes down to. People don't like the idea. But I, when I've watched baseball my whole life, there was always an umpire behind the catcher. That's not reason enough that it shouldn't be determined <laughs> by the computer that yes. can get it down to the one millionth gets it right uh, every time. inch of how close that was to an actual strike. Not yes. the, not some old man standing behind him, bent over. Well, I think it's funny, like even like, and it varies on the different umpires. Like the box is there, and even the announcers doing the games are old school baseball guys and be like oh this guy calls a little wider and you'll see the uh, ball four inches outside and he's like strike I'm like they gotta know that's where he calls and I'm like no that's not a strike it all these these conjured arguments these these manufactured pushback kind of things about like pay college kids how <laughs> dare you like the reason you don't like it let's get <laughs> try let, being a let, broke college kid let's be honest why you don't like it it's not because you philosophically don't like the idea of those it's because you know it will be disruptive to something you yeah, enjoy exactly as right. a spectator. Yeah. You don't like the idea of it changing. And the powerhouse teams, if you take it to another level, if you're a supporter, a booster of a powerhouse, you also know deep down that that's probably going to create some parity. I don't like parity. I don't like those. I don't like changes either. Yeah. But if it's if it's going to make it the idea that like my well, human error is part of the sport. I, you know, I doesn't kinda, have to be doesn't have to be. 
but then pass interference yeah. is the accept. I think that's part of it too. It's the paradox of, of what you and I are saying. We're both saying that we would like it to be called correctly. Yeah. But also the hand checking down the field, it would be an impossibility to eliminate. If I'm running yeah. full speed, there's no way if my job is to stop you from getting the ball. And if we touch each other we're going human beings believe it or not put their hands up as they're about to touch other human yeah, it's beings weird, i know and if you're running to... full speed that is unavoidable that yeah. you've got to allow some of that to go on and yet you see there are going to be more games that are going to be won or lost based on weird challenges that should have been pi that shouldn't have been and that's well, ultimately just unsatisfying well and here the, the biggest problem is is we're just at the early stages of the season so that's just right. wait until this happens in a game that really matters that's going to be the real issue all right eddie spaghetti wants us to end here is that right spaghetti? i'm just giving you the heads up you're telling me it's one o'clock in my ear david is a very busy man on mondays so i'm just help, helping Appreciate you guys both I don't want this to end. This is a great conversation. This is, I mean, again, it's sad that today there's more articles out about rules. Yeah, that's my point. Yeah. Totally so it. what are we talking about? Maho- I mean, really, is there a story with the possible exception of Minshew mania that is bigger five weeks into the NFL season? That's not satisfying for no. anybody. That's uh, not what anybody wants. I completely agree. And then the other thing is, too, that I'll say, as much as I hate, par- I, I do hate parody, and I am no Patriots fan. I don't like being embarrassed by the Patriots as a supporter of another AFC team. But the Patriots do the NFL a favor by always being good and always being a powerhouse. Yeah, I agree with that. Because if you take them out of the mix, who's good now? Like who I, we were talking about that just today in our meetings. And and people say, who's good? Like no one's good. I'm like, "Eh, someone's good. No, I know, but I'm with you because it doesn't look like it. Who's okay. The chiefs, let's even assume after the best team in the NFC. And I was like, I don't know. Philly? They're like, no. And they're like, okay, is it San Francisco? They're undefeated. They're like, no. They're like, is it Dallas? They just got blown out by the Packers. So who is it? I don't know. Seahawks? I mean, I, I like Seattle. I think they're good. But are they the best team? I don't know. We'll see. Maybe they're all good. Maybe but is they're that, all good. That's a, you know what? professional football players. I don't want to go on and on here. Yeah. But maybe we'll pick that up next time because I've argued this point before. And I get not, uh, people, uh, I get the logic of it. But again... I am not an NFL owner. I am not a major. I'm not. I'm, yes. I'm not the owner of a yes. network or anything else. I'm not going to side with that. Yeah, I get why. If you're if you're Fox, that you would want to have as many teams yeah. relevant. If you're Sunday yeah. Night Football producers, I want as many good teams out there as possible. I don't so that get two bad ones. Yeah, because we get all. Oh, well, we got a bad Thursday night game in Week we 11. That's no. Yeah, I get why you would want that. Right. I'm saying for me as a fan, I I like some sense to things uh, i don't want it to good. feel like coin flips every game i don't <laughs> want every game it, it ceases to be an actual upset if every if every week like why did that one happen yeah right well i mean that's why you're going to be in charge of situational football because right. too many good coaches are screwing that up and that's what happens that's why good teams lose uh, tom went with his clock there, management I mean, another thing don't start me with th- me about that i know and there would be more good teams if more good coaches would actually pay attention to that and they let oh my goodness thing they get they, they, they get a gift pick right at the end of the first half and they get off three plays in 33 seconds the Great. first of which is a completed pass inbounds and they don't use their timeout with 28 seconds left on the clock what are you doing <laughs> 
what are you doing? If, if the next play gets out, well, uh, because uh, what, what if the next play gets tackled inbounds? Then you run to the line and you spike it. You right. have t- 12 seconds left Can to kick the field goal. Out, just sitting there what are you talking the about? Casual observer. What are they talking about if they're not talking about that exact scenario? Last thing, that, during kick, the week. In, that kick in Heinz Field yes. in overtime, you and I both thought it was no good, I, but we checked the rules. We did. We did. We went if back. If it goes directly over the crossbar. It's good. Kickers are too good, and With that's that? another issue. What they need to do... <laughs> Is that they need to put a you bar? Clearly, are not a Chicago Bears fan because they've had. I mean, there's been some teams out there. Minnesota, recent memory, have really struggled. So, I mean, maybe you're just blessed with, you know. Well, Adam Carolla feels he fixed it when he said they must extend the 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 um, the goalposts higher, which I they can't. did, but it obviously didn't resolve it completely because kickers are too good, and kickers are too good. Yep. And my solution is we must raise the standard. Again, people won't like this because it's change. But you know what we do? We put a bar across the top. Now you have to get it into the box. Through the box. Now there's no guesswork from from the guy standing (laughs) underneath the posts or anything. It either goes through the box or it doesn't. I would vote for that just just for the entertainment factor alone to hit the top upright and then just to hear the No good. uh, From 60 yards out, Justin Tuxer hits the top of the upright. You hit the top of the upright, I give you one. How about that? You get one for the top of the upright. I always thought that would be fun and you could eliminate all injuries all together on kickoffs. All this stupid like line him up at the. No, if you kick it through the uprights on the kickoff, you get three points. Um, Let's round it out here with uh, it's time for it's time for the food block presented by Bon and Viv Spike Seltzer. And uh, so I guess we could talk about did Derek report back on food? Uh, He didn't. He didn't talk. I was kind of disappointed. I told him like going over there. I'm like. It's going to be, there's some good food there. You just have to go to the right place. And he didn't give me anything. Hmm. I apologize. Um, I do hear that the food's been upgraded over there. That became a thing. Like, well, oh, we UK has no good food. But in the last quarter, it's century. been better. It really was a lack of salt or lack of any kind of seasoning. Huh? Yeah, seasoning. There just wasn't. Wow, anything. the Indian food in, in London okay. is super spicy. Oh, really? I mean, so it's, like, they, it's they kinda, hard to handle. Oh, they go over the top. They, I mean, they I like spicy, but it, it made my eyes water. Really? Yeah. Um, we had it art when I played there with the 49ers. It was the just, just it was terrible. It was just dry, just chicken. and Made by the locals? Yeah, it was, yeah I mean, it was probably just a, probably the hotel that just made it, but they, they said it was going to be really good, but it was terrible. Did but they try to Americanize it for you? They didn't. They would give us little ketchup bottles. They, they, there was like a pyramid of like little ketchup bottles. So we all just kind of added that, which helped. But it wasn't. I like those little bottles. They make me feel yeah. special. Yeah. Um, last thing then, let's uh, round out a conversation that we had a couple of times last week, but I'm going to ask it a lot because I really enjoy the question. If you had to eat one NFL mascot, had to because you're hungry, you haven't eaten anything in three days, which one do you eat? Oh, man. I'm not saying you want to order. You mean, People you got mean, confused by this. People were like, like at a restaurant? Like, no, you're not going to a restaurant and on purpose eating a raven. But what if you had to? Yeah. You know? Oh, my goodness. Give me some options. Give me the best. Give the, me the top three. And the, the names we've been tweeted at are people actually eat ram. Uh, oh, do they eat ram? Surprisingly, yeah. a lot of people. It's a sheep, I guess. Okay. Makes oh, sense. Right. Surprisingly, a lot of people eat bear. But it's like there's like bear meat. Oh, yeah. Runners. My brother-in-law eats bear. Uh, he does? Yeah. He likes it. That actually. one, that was a shock. I had bear him. chili, actually. He has it for his birthday every year. He does like a chili cook-off. So everyone makes a chili, and then you bring it in, and you vote on it. And he won't tell us what strange meat is in his chili every year. And last year was bear. It was actually pretty good. It was, huh? Yeah. I, I've yeah. Le- real, I legitimately feel I've led a sheltered life because it has never come up in any conversation. The only time I've ever had it is eating bear. I didn't know people did it. I know. Bear chili. It was really oh. good. 
I could see that being good when you think it through. It makes sense. It would taste good. It's like yeah. a cow. That, it's like a more active cow. Yeah. You know? But yeah. it's like a mean cow, basically. An angry cow. Like I mean, sharp teeth cow. Bears are monsters. I mean, that's really, if we're going to get into it, that's the most monsterish animal we have in this. That, you know, Matt Money Smith raised the legitimate concern that it might throw off the food chain in the forests oh, or wherever the bears roam free. Started eating the bears. Well, if you take them out of the mix, then yeah. then the oh, under, that's true. No, that's true. Maybe, but that being said, I, if you're a man of justice, bears are mean. So don't don't you want to eat the I, villain? You don't you, like cows are nice. They just want to hang out. They want to be left alone. And what do we? How do we? Yeah, we pay them. them back. We eat them for put them in things and eat them. That's not nice. We bears. Them. We go. We go around them. They're gonna kill us. You know what? Quickly. Now 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 we own this forest, bear, and I'm gonna eat you. You know, those bear it like we just start eating bear. Is that what we're going to do? You could eat a dolphin. That's why I thought dolphin. I don't know why. Why did I go to dolphin? Because it's a nice fish. Maybe that's why. I wonder what it tastes like, though. Do people eat do people don't eat dolphins. They're too. They got too many slippery. Their human instincts are just they have way too many. Their brain capacity is. I always like when people can't eat that. I always like with, the, you know, the, you know, the, the the second smartest creature. I mean, that's what is the dolphin. It's, it's one of those ones that no one investigates. It's sort of like it's, it's it's like having a girlfriend in Niagara Falls. It's Flipper's no one can disprove you no on this one. Flipper is, but I blame Flipper. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Dolphins are. It's it's like being a dream animal. <laughs> That's the first animal. You know what I it means. You know what? If you do that in your dream, you know what that means is this. Like, well, you can't ever disprove the claim. So yeah. I guess that makes you. Seem I guess to, true. That's one. Add that one to the list of well, it's because uh, their uh, behavior. Of, not to get deep into dolphins. I think it's because they do stuff. I've like, swam with them. Like they do. Like. Like, they know, they how to know what's happening. Yeah, they, they they do like pranks and they, they do stuff for like for fun, not just because it's like their na- yeah. like their instincts of like okay, so, we have to just sleep yeah. and hunt and I'm like a like, bad person eat. that I said dolphin in my brain. I shouldn't even have said it. Well, <laughs> expect a call from PETA. <laughs> 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 we gotta get you and handsome Hank and Derek Carr and Khalil Mack together. Let's oh do that gosh. for next week, Eddie Spaghetti. We In the meantime, one more chair. Be- great stuff from uh, from David Carr, as always. It's a pleasure to it see you pleasure, once man. again. I enjoyed the Q&A, by the way, at that NFL. Check it out. David Carr joins in for one of the questions there. Maybe we'll do that every week, Eddie Spaghetti. I like the idea of that. All right, back uh, for our video slash audio show on Wednesday with Matt Money Smith. I don't know if handsome. I think he's still out. We'll uh, let you know about that. In the meantime, thanks to Carr and thanks to you. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.